Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know, and today's section is going to be AP Comics. So I'm not really going to be looking at a specific comic today, but I'm actually going to be looking at a comic publisher. Uh, this was a publisher that came out in the early to mid-90s. Uh, 93, I believe, is when they started. Unfortunately for them, and we'll be discussing it as we go a little bit further, unfortunately for them, they came in just as the comic book bubble, the comic book market, was about to burst. And that and several other factors kind of led to the downfall. So I'm talking about Milestone Comics. So if you're not familiar with Milestone Comics... Milestone Comics, really what it was, was a conglomeration of minority, more more specifically African-American artists and writers, uh, consisting of Dwayne McDuffie, Dennis Conwin, Michael Davis, and Derek T. Dingle. Uh, they got together because they really felt that minorities were severely up, uh, underrepresented in the comic book world, both, you know, in content, uh, in writing, uh, illustrating, editing, publishing, all of that. So... They really came together and they struck a deal with DC Comics. And this was a very, very interesting deal. Um, Milestone was published through DC Comics, but they didn't fall under DC Comics editorial control. So basically, DC retained the right uh, just not to publish any material that they objected to. Milestone retained uh, copyright of their properties, and they had final say on merchandising and licensing deals pertaining to them. So basically, uh, DC licensed the characters, the editorial services, and creative content of the Milestone books for an annual fee and a share of the profits. So, you know, what was really good about that is basically you had an upstart comic book company kind of being backed by one of the big two you know dc did back them and you know for their part you know Dwayne mcduffie you know has said that dc held up their agreement uh even though milestone for them milestone kind of pushed the envelope a bit and they had some storylines that they were pretty uncomfortable with but really for the most part dc really didn't pull back or or really question anything uh i do know that there was a particular issue of static where they showed Virgil, Static, uh, kissing his girlfriend on a bed. There were some condom wrappers or unopened condoms kind of strewn on the bed there. DC was kind of like, oh, I don't know, we're crossing the line here, or sex sells, that kind of a thing. So Milestone was like, look, they left the image in, they kind of cleaned it up a bit, they covered it up a bit, DC was okay with it. But really, other than that, you know, they didn't really have any any big major issues with it. So basically, Milestone Comics uh, fell within what was known as the Dakotaverse. Uh, this was a different universe from the DC universe. Uh, it took place in this Midwestern town known as Dakota. Uh, and it launched, like I said, in 1993 with four titles. There was Hardware, Icon, Blood Syndicate, and Static. So around this time, uh, you know, I was finishing up college, getting my first real job, very much into comics. And like I said, 93, this was kind of like... I'm thinking this was around the time this was kind of the peak of the comic book market. I mean, comic book shops were everywhere. Uh, I live in central Jersey, a lot of the major malls around here. And, you know, if you're from New Jersey, you know, mall culture is huge and, and was huge really until the mid 90s, maybe early 2000s. Uh, a lot of the malls had comic shops extensive comic shops uh there were a lot of local comic shops i mean yeah 
you threw a stick, you hit a comic book shop. That's just how it was. But here's the thing, and this is, like I said, this is where I guess the timing of all this was really kind of (laughs) the downfall of Milestone. So at this time, you know, you had Image coming out, you had a lot of independent publishers coming out, coming up with new universes. So Milestone was kind of lost in the shuffle. Granted, they did have the push of DC, you know, one of the big two, but still, I think what was happening at this time is you had Image, and I could do a whole separate show on Image. I mean, Image was flooding the market with their quote-unquote content um, again, I will probably do a separate, uh, separate podcast on Image Comics just because, as compared to Milestone, I was not impressed. Here's the other thing. I think a lot of comic book dealers, a lot of comic book shops felt that Milestone was, you know, well, this is, this is comics for, for African American fans. This is comics for blacks because their characters were, you know, the, characters were predominantly african-american or if not they were latino uh sometimes asian characters you weren't seeing a lot of white people in these comics which for me as a reader i really didn't care because the stories were great um so i think that's the thing is i think a lot of retailers felt like well i'm not really in an urban area a lot of my clientele that come in here are white they're probably not going to like this. I'm not going to order it. I'm not going to put it out. Thankfully, my local comic shop, um, and I talk about it here extensively, Main Street Comics in Milltown, uh, they had them. They, they ran the titles. And I went in there and I picked up... I remember when they came out, I was very interested in Static and Blood Syndicate. Uh, I took a look at hardware, and I was kind of like, I don't know, it looks like Iron Man to me, and I never really picked it up. I don't think I even picked up the first issue, because I really can't recall it. I did pick up Icon, though, um, and I would say out of all of them, I probably enjoyed Blood Syndicate and Static the most. Icon, Icon was good, despite the fact that people could easily dismiss it and say, well, it's the black Superman. Um, Icon was good, but I think back then when I was reading it. I think I found it a little preachy at first. Um, You know, where Blood Syndicate and Static... You know, they were they were showing what was going on in urban areas. They were showing what was going on with black youth and black culture, but they weren't being very preachy about it. They were being, to me, they were being, I felt they were being very real about it. They were just presenting stories, sort of saying, look, this is how it is, okay? Where Icon, interesting concept. Yeah, you know, the one hand, Alien comes to Earth, superpowers, it's the black Superman. But especially early on, the character of Rocket, Rocket, of course, is Icon's sidekick, she was a little preachy. Um, You know, the Icon character, really what what his deal was, was he came here, crash-landed, he was a shape-shifting alien, he, he took the form of one of the first people that he came in contact with, which was a slave. So he took the form of an infant, uh, an African an African child. Uh, he was raised, uh, he you know, developed these superpowers, but he kind of felt that he was going to stay out of the conflicts of men. Um, he really kept to himself, and by the time we come to the present time, 
the story of the comic when Rocket finds him. Um, he's sort of like a self-made millionaire. He's a, a lawyer, I believe. I think he was either like a lawyer or some kind of businessman. And in the opening comic, uh, Rocket and some of her friends go to rob his his palatial mansion, figuring that there's all these kind of stories about him. He's never home. He's really some old shut-in, some recluse, this or that. And, you know, Icon finds them, and he kind of disperses them, but he does display his powers. So Rocket comes back, and she's like, look, you're a black guy with amazing powers. You could be doing amazing things for our community. And he's sort of like, look, you want to know what the problem is? Your kids are lazy, this and that. I worked real hard. I I made myself, you know, maybe if you just applied yourself, you know, kind of that that sort of a thing. But then he actually goes out and exposes himself to the community in Dakota, sees really what the struggle and strife is really like, and then he decides to become Icon. And, and those first few issues were, like I said, I kind of felt felt like I was being preached to a bit, where Blood Syndicate and Static, they just presented it. They were like, especially Static. Static, you know, Virgil Hawkins gets his powers and abilities, and I'm sure... A lot of people remember the cartoon show Static Shock, which was a very good cartoon show. I did enjoy it, but if you read the original comic Static, there were some similarities, but there were a lot of differences. Virgil was just like on the show Static Shock. Virgil was, uh, you know, he was a high school kid, very, very smart, wisecracking, but he was also a little street savvy. Uh, he kind of lived in an area, Dakota kind of like maybe lower middle class um you know he wasn't really in the quote-unquote bad part of town but he really wasn't in the greatest part of town uh he went to a very diverse high school where kids from all different neighborhoods came in he had a varied group of friends black white whatever um a bit of the class clown kind of like a peter parker but a popular peter parker i guess you could say uh or a more more popular than Peter Parker was in that initial run of Spider-Man. And that's kind of the parallels, you know, between Static and, you know, another uh, character out there. Sorry, Static was a lot like Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. Um, But like I said, he was a little bit more gritty and a little bit more real, a little bit more streetwise than kind of the fun-loving guy we saw on Static Shock. Great show, though. Great show. Great comic, though. Um... And that's the thing is, you know, his comics dealt with violence in schools, violence on the streets, domestic violence, uh, sexuality. It did, it did, you know, deal a lot with that. You know, Virgil did have a girlfriend. He did have a crush on another bang baby. And that's what the heroes here were called. They were called bang babies. Because basically the story of the Dakotaverse here, a majority of the heroes, there are a few that do kind of fall outside of this, was... Gangs were a huge problem in Dakota. And what the cops sort of did was is they kind of they they found out that there was gonna sort of be a big kind of warrior style either meeting or kind of big showdown between all the gangs going down in a certain part of town and the docks maybe. And what they decided to do, what the cops decided to do was of course break it up, but they were gonna use tear gas laced with a chemical that kind of had a tracer on it so that if any of these gang members escaped, the cops could then use a tracking device later on and anybody that was sort of tagged with this gas or the chemical in the gas, they would be able to track them down. 
unfortunately, what happened is, is a lot of people had reactions to the chemical and the gas, and they developed powers, Static being one of them. Virgil was not a member of a gang, but he heard about it, and he wanted to see what was going on for himself. He went down there. He kind of got caught up in all of it. He got tagged with the gas. He became Static. A lot of the other heroes and villains that we see, especially in Static's... Um, Statics comic and in Blood Syndicate, I mean, they were gang members or, you know, again, kids like Virgil who were kind of just in the wrong place at the wrong time. So the heroes of this universe were called Bang Babies. They were basically born because this big confrontation, this big showdown between all the gangs was called the Big Bang. Um, but like I said, you know, Static dealt with things like that, uh, you know, domestic violence, sexuality, things like that. But Virgil wasn't trying to preach any kind of lessons to us. You had the Blood Syndicate. Now, the Blood Syndicate was sort of a super team, uh, kind of, you know, the jury is out on that one. Were they good? Were they bad? You know, were they fighting crime? Were they doing crime? Were they falling somewhere in between? They were basically made up of members of some of the larger gangs uh, that fell within Dakota and the so-called bad part of town, which was known as Paris Island. Uh, these were guys, guys and girls that showed up to the Big Bang. This big rumble were tagged by the gas and they all developed powers. Um, their leader was a guy known as Tex. He had uh, this ability. He basically could communicate with technology. Um, almost sort of like a tactile technopath, if you will. Um, if you put his hands on any kind of weapon, he instantly knew how to use it, and he could use it very, very effectively. Unfortunately, a few issues in, a side effect of the gas and a side effect of the chemical in the gas is his body did eventually break down and he did die. But his goal was, you know, look... As gang members, we did horrible, horrible things. We are now blessed. He saw it as a blessing. We're blessed with these abilities. So he went around to known gang members and he said, I'm putting together a crew. We're going to do some good. You know, we're going to we're going to try to clean up Dakota. We're going to try to clean up Paris Island. And they formed the Blood Syndicate. Uh, the name the Blood Syndicate came from the two biggest gangs uh, in Dakota, which were the Paris Bloods and Force Syndicate. So a lot of guys and girls on that team um and again very diverse backgrounds and you know same thing they dealt with drugs they dealt with prostitution they dealt with issues that kids in the inner city you know this was commonplace for them and the thing with the blood syndicate was they weren't again they weren't exactly the good guys they weren't exactly the bad guys they kind of fell somewhere in between they would break up crack houses but then they would keep the money maybe they would even keep the drugs and some members would try to sell things on the side you know they really just couldn't give up that life a few members kind of brought into the message of you know we're going to go out there and be a force for change a force for good some were like no nah, I'm just going to use this just to keep gang banging and doing what I used to do um I mean, these were some really, really great titles. And like I said, I think the fact that it was a brand new universe that was coming out at a time when a lot of comics and a lot of independents were coming out, throwing new universes at us, it kind of got lost in the shuffle. This is 93. 93, 94, the comic book bubble was bursting. The market was saturated. And, you know, these comic shops that I used to see in the malls in 93 and 94, by 95, 96, were really closing up. Smaller shops would follow. And nowadays, you know, as you know, 
especially with the internet, with digital comics and whatnot, comic book shops really are almost becoming a thing of the past, and it's really, really a shame. And like I said, the other really kind of big factor that really influenced the, the decline or the downfall of Milestone is the fact that comic book dealers kind of thought it was a niche market and felt that a lot of their clientele really wouldn't be interested in it. But thank God, like I said, my local comic shop and I'm sure some other local comic shops were just like, they're comics, they're good comics, we're putting them out there, you want to read them, here they are. The good thing, the good thing about Milestone or sort of like their legacy is the fact that DC actually owns these characters now. If you look at especially with DC Universe, you look at Young Justice, you do see Icon, you do see Hardware, you do see Static. Um, Static is making a really big comeback, you know, uh, with Young Justice. If you look in the car, in the comics, you know, for a while he was a member of the Titans and the Teen Titans. Uh, Rocket was there as well. Uh, Hardware was making a comeback. Members of the Shadow Cabinet, uh, the character Zombie, the character uh, Cobalt, which were later titles, uh, Shadow Cabinet Zombie and Cobalt were later titles. Um, by that time, like I said, the comic book bubble was really starting to burst. Not so much that I was losing interest. It was just getting harder. It was getting harder, and comics were a very expensive habit. So I'm not really familiar with a lot of those titles, but we're starting to see more and more of it now. Um, I believe back in 2010, DC sort of sort of released like a milestone sort of compendium sort of wrapping up some of the stories that were started by the original creators back in the 90s kind of wrapping up what did happen to static what did happen to icon what happened to the shadow cabinet and to the and and to the blood syndicate you know what happened to certain characters kind of wrapping all those stories up also don't forget that they Milestone had a big crossover or a multiverse event with DC called Worlds Collide where they kind of had these two universes melding together, characters jumping back and forth, and then kind of in the penultimate issues of it, uh, the universes actually merged. Uh, There was a bridge in Dakota that led out to Paris Island that during the riots was actually damaged, and it looked very similar to the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, When these universes sort of connected, you saw that the bridge connected and led into Metropolis. So it was sort of like Dakota and Paris Island were now connected with um, Metropolis. And we just had giant crossovers. We found out that there were two entities, two quote-unquote brothers that kind of oversaw these universes. They were became aware of each other. They were going to try to battle for supremacy. But in the end, with the heroes of Milestone and the heroes of DC teaming up for a common goal, they decided that, look both universes are great we could coexist and the universe is separated once again and went on their merry way but we did get that crossover you did get to see superman and icon working together uh superboy and rocket and static kind of teaming up it was really interesting stuff and it was really really good stuff and the fact that dc still owns the rights to this i mean maybe we'll see why not a static show, a live action show. You have Black Lightning. You kind of have the foundation for it. Um, maybe we'll see more titles coming out in the comics. Maybe through DC Universe, we'll see some more animated shows, or we'll see these characters popping up in some of the other shows that they have, like unfortunately Titans, uh, Doom Patrol. Maybe some of the other shows. We'll see some of these milestone characters popping up. Man, I think that would be really, really good because. 
to me, it was a nice, fresh take. It was a creation of a new universe, which is something I always like. The writers, the creators, the artists were all top-level guys. Um, the story ideas were new and fresh. It was something we hadn't really seen before. Granted, Icon was really kind of a rip-off of Superman. But aside from that, I think some of the other titles, especially Static, uh, Static and Blood Syndicate were my two favorite titles. Um, I just think they did a really, really good job. And I really kind of hope either we see a resurgence or we see DC really including Milestone more and more. And hopefully a lot of comic book publishers really kind of learned a lesson in Milestone that I think if it wasn't for the poor timing, if it wasn't for the fact that Milestone pretty much came out right before the bubble burst, I think it would have been a lot more successful than it was. I think despite the hurdles that it had of kind of the that interest in comic books, that comic book bubble bursting, and the fact that it was labeled a black comic and distributed poorly, I still think it sold very well. Um, people do know some of the characters from Milestone. I mean, Static is probably just as popular as a lot of other traditional DC characters out there. So I think that, you know, comic book publishers should really look at that and say that, you know, look, there's a lot of great source material out there. There's a lot of great artists and writers that kind of come from areas that maybe we've never looked at before. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Alrighty, I really enjoyed talking about Milestone Comics. It's uh, something I wanted to talk about for a while, and I hope you enjoyed it too. Do me a favor, use the call-in feature here at Anchor. Call on in, let me know some other topics you want to hear me talk about. Uh, you could also rate and review us on iTunes. Just let us know how we're doing. This is Jay, and I will talk to you guys later.